Welcome to episode 130 of The Space in Between. I'm Phoebe Leona. I am your host of this Nomads, The Space in Between. And oh my goodness, we explore the spaces, all the spaces through storytelling, through shared perspectives and perceptions of all the spaces in between. And today we're exploring the spaces of fear. And we started this conversation last week with our nomad guide and body talk facilitator, Coco Fish. And I felt like "Mm, we need to talk a little bit more about fear and how to make friends with fear. So that's what we're going to do today. But before we get there, a few things happening in nomad land. One being, as I've shared with you before, my book, Dear Radiant One, is out in the world. And by the time you're hearing this, it is all around the world and all different retailers. So go search it at your favorite retailer, Dear Radiant One by Phoebe Leona. And if you would like, you can also go to my website, phoebeleona.com, and you can get your signed copy there. I will sign it. I will send it to you personally if you prefer to do that. So Part of the journey of Dear Radiant One is I share my story, my personal story of emotional recovery, but I also share the various practices in that recovery. So, and what I mean by emotional recovery is that I learned how to embody the radiance of the emotions, being the shadow emotions that we don't really want to deal with, like anger and fear and grief and shame, and guilt, and loneliness, and chaos, and anxiety, and shock, like that depression, that numbness. Um, And then also how to like infuse the lighter emotions, like joy, and gratitude, and confidence, and connection, and love, and all all the good things, right? But not to push away the shadow emotions, but how to use the shadow emotions as a way to move energy, to give it expression, to know that these emotions are working for you and with you to create something new. And so how can we fully embody the radiance of all that is, that is you, that is here now? And so the conversations we're continuing on here in the space in between, we started a couple of weeks ago, we're continuing on now, down for the next month or two, we'll see how it goes. But we'll be continuing to dive into these emotions each week to embrace them, to embody them, to feel empowered. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked with Mike Melios. We talked about cultivating joy in the times of uncertainty. Last week, we talked with Coco and we were sitting with fear and how to even find joy in the spaces of fear. Yeah, so we continue that thread of joy. And we have a couple of other special guests coming up, like Leah, who will be talking about her story of grief and how she she sits with grief, and Annette, who will be speaking on loneliness and connection and how we can create community in these times of uncertainty. And so many other great conversations are about to unfold around this embodiment of the radiant emotions that we all experience from our day-to-day life. So, so keep listening. And uh, I'll also invite you, if you are listening to this podcast, you've been a regular, or you're just finding it for the first time, 
I invite you to subscribe to this wherever you're listening to it now, to share it with the world, to review it. And if you want, you can become a supporter too for just $11 a month. We're inviting you to become a supporter where you can help us keep this ad-free so we can just go right into the deep conversations. Go right there, stay right there, end right there, and don't go off into distractions with some ads. So you can become a supporter by doing that for just $11 a month, but also you will get invitations to our free events that are happening in the Nomad Collective membership. So we have a few free um, member events every month that we open up to people who are supporting our movement. Uh, You can come and experience those for just $11 a month. So that's something that's happening in our Nomad Collective. Also want to make a couple of other announcements um, before we transition into fear is I will be leading a retreat in Costa Rica, November 12th through the 19th, where we're going to embody our own radiance in Nosara, Costa Rica. I'm so excited to be going back to Costa Rica and we will be practicing yoga in the morning. We'll go to the beach, have fun. We'll have movement 109 and writing in the evening. And for those of you who are interested in becoming a movement 109 facilitator, you will have the option to have um, afternoon sessions with me where we um, dive into the facilitating uh, aspect of movement 109. You don't have to do that, but that is an option for those of you because Movement 109 has become a global movement, my friends. It is now, we have facilitators in Singapore, in Germany, in Spain, in Ireland, and all over the United States and Canada, and it is spreading. And we are so excited about sharing this somatic movement practice out into the world. And you can be one of those too. So, yeah. Go ahead and visit thenomadcollective.org to find out more about our Embodied Radiance retreats and that possibility of becoming a facilitator, Movement 109 facilitator. And also, if you're already a facilitator out in the world, serving the world, doing great things with your medicine, if you're a healer, facilitator, teacher, coach, and you're serving the world and kind of feeling a little lonely out there, like you're shouting out into the void or feeling like you're doing all the things, but alone and you're tired and lonely and want some support, then invite you into the Nomad Collective Guide Program. And this is where we are holding space for you in so many different ways. So each week I'll hold space for you just to come and share what are you working with? Uh, Where are you having some troubles? I'll mentor you through them in a group session. But then also providing you with content that will help you thrive in your whatever you're offering. So this month we're talking about showing up in showing up in all the ways without the overwhelm. So how can you show up in social media? How can you show up in building your mailing list and and all the things that you quote unquote should be doing, but in an authentic way where you're not feeling burnt out, you feel supported, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel felt, right? Because if you feel good, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract people who want that. They're going to go, ooh, I want whatever she has or he has, right? Like, I want that. So the guides program is a space for you to receive the support, the guidance, the tools, but then also a space for you to share your knowledge, your wisdom, because we have a membership community where people are searching for you now. They're already there. They want you. They need you. 
We have monthly events happening. We have quarterly events happening. We have online programs happening. We have a summit that's going to be planned for later this year. So you can be a participant. You can be a co-creator in that. So I invite you to go find out more at thenomadcollective.org. On that front page, there is information on becoming a guide. Or if you just want to come and receive other people's medicine, if you're a practitioner or a student who wants to receive, you can also become a member uh, and join what we're offering there. So Ah, so much happening in nomad land and so important to share it with you because this is a global movement, my friends. We are truly global. We want to have the sense though that we are local. We are here for you in any capacity that you need so you can thrive. Whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, we are here to do this together. We are here. I love my Ram Das quote. We're here to walk each other home. So with that said, let's dive into our conversation around fear because we've got to get over fear, man. If we're going to do this together, we have got to face our fears, dance with our fears, make friends with our fears, and from that we overcome these fears. And so in my book, Dear Radiant One, as I said before, I, I take you through a journey, my own story of how I learned to dance with these emotions, one being fear. And I talk a bit about like what my fears are, which we might not go into too deeply today, but but something that I want to share with you today was a story. I think it was like it was early 20s. I had just started practicing yoga pretty seriously with my teacher Elizabeth Andes Bell. And I was in her class and I remember at that time, I was very fearful. I was just like afraid of everything. Just I just moved to New York City. I was, you know, a, striving to be a professional dancer. Uh, I had some gigs there, but I just felt like, you know, it was constantly like on the hustle, trying to succeed and be happy and like, you know, live up to whatever expectation I had for myself at that time and expectations that I thought other people had for me. So I was constantly like in this state of fear and then also just living in the city and like, am I going to be able to pay my rent, (laughs) right? Am I going to live in the line with my purpose? So there was a lot out there that was uh, hanging out with me in terms of fear. And so I remember one day I was sitting in um, in a pose. Actually, it was a supported bridge pose. So for those of you who have practiced yoga, it's, you know, you're lying on your back, you have the blocks be underneath your pelvis so that your pelvis is resting on it. And, you know, Elizabeth was going around and adjusting us and, you know, giving her beautiful teaching. And she was talking about fear. And one of the students actually chimed in. And I love this. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. He was, he had, I don't know exactly the context of of his relationship with Japan, but I think he had just been living in Japan or, or traveling to Japan. And so he knew the language and he was talking about how there was a character, you know, a Japanese character that represented fear, right? It was the word for fear, but it was also the same character for the word misalignment. And I loved that. Like, as soon as he said that, I was like, wait, what? Can you talk more about this? And here I was like 
on a block, realigning my pelvis. <laughs> In a sense, like I was realigning my body. I was thinking about fear and we we're having this conversation around fear. And here we were like realigning ourselves, our physical bodies to be more in this like empowered place. And here he was saying that fear is just the same as misalignment. And so I sat with that and I was like, oh, interesting. What if that is all what fear is? It's just that we're not aligned with that thing yet. So yeah, there's the fears of like, yeah, I might lose my life if I don't do this. But how often is that really truly a threat to us, right? So fear is a very functional emotion, right? It it takes us to that fight, flight, or freeze state so that we feel safe, right? We can not die. We're, you know, back in the caveman days, we weren't dinner or we could find our dinner so we could eat, right? But our modern lives, we're pretty safe. Yeah, in the West, here we are, we're, we're relatively safe. Now, I know that a lot of things are built around for us to feel fear through media, right? Through every, you know, there's a lot of societies built up so that we do feel this fear. But that's not what I'm going to focus on today. I'm going to focus on the things that that we kind of create for ourselves that we're fearful around. So this might be the fear of going after your dream, going after you know, the things that you think that you want, but I'm not sure if, you know, that's my path, right? That's the kind of fear that I'm going to speak to today. So what if there isn't actually a fear? It's just a misalignment. So for example, what if you got this job opportunity? It just landed in your lap and you got excited, but you're like, oh, but, oh, but, oh, that conversation. It's like, oh, but maybe I'm not ready for it yet. Or, oh, I don't know what other people going to say, think of me when I do this. Or, you know, like I leave my, my cushy job over here, but this is like kind of taking a chance and taking a leap. And, but it is what I really want to do, but I don't know if other people will accept me or, or maybe I won't be able to pay my rent. Like all those conversations, right? All those conversations after the excitement of that opportunity comes. And then it's like, Ugh. well, that might also be a sign that you're not aligned with it yet. That's just a sign that you're not aligned with it yet. So how can you become aligned with it? So let's say you're scared of it. You said no. You're like, no, no, thanks. But you then decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to get the skills that I need. I'm going to make sure if this opportunity comes again, I'll be able to be, you know, financially stable. Like you do the work, right? The, you you might have put into motion the the puzzle pieces that weren't quite there yet. And then this opportunity comes and then it's aligned. You're like, "Yes, I'm confident I can do this." So that's one way to look at it, right? Like looking at fear is like I'm just not aligned with it yet. How much freedom does that feel? If you have this experience of fear, like think of something right now. What are you, what, is there something right now that you're scared of? What is that? Maybe it's something that, again, it kind of excites you, but you're like, but, oh, but no, then there's like all the butts (laughs) behind it, right? All those butts are fear talking and saying, I don't know if I'm aligned with this yet. And then follow up with, however, I can, like, how can you realign? 
What can you do now to realign with that? So that's an invitation and a practice that I want to offer to you. And and I share this in the book, and I'm going to be totally honest. This is, you know, well, part of it was my own journey. Like through the book, you'll find out that I write letters to all of the emotions to kind of sit with them and hold space with them so that they feel seen and heard. Um, but this other piece that I'm going to offer is from Elizabeth Gilbert. With, um, I got to do a workshop with her for a few years ago. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through this process. So let's say that there's something that you don't feel aligned with yet and fear is tapping on the shoulder or is it jumping up and down? It's like, no, 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 you can't do this. Whatever it is, whatever that a conversation is. Sit down and write fear a letter. Sit down and write fear a letter and go, hey, fear, you know, I've got, I've got something to say about this. This is something that I want to do and you are in my ear and I cannot handle you anymore, right? So say whatever you need to say to fear, write a letter, don't filter yourself, let it all come out. And then you can let fear write a letter back to you. And this is really important. This was the part that Elizabeth Gilbert shared in her work in the workshop we did a, a few years ago. Was that have fear write the letter back to you, unfiltered, right? You kind of have to sit there and take a few breaths, read the letter as if you were re, you were fear, and then let fear respond. And this is so powerful because what we usually what i've discovered in in the in the students that i've worked with on this and my clients that have worked with this is that all they realized was like oh fear just wanted to be seen and heard it got louder and louder because i was ignoring it or i was giving it too much attention right so it was like oh yeah you like that let me get a little bit louder oh let me get a little bit louder so it's just you know, you're disabled. You can't do anything else, but just listen to me. Right. So it's kind of doing that or like you're ignoring it, but it's like, no, no, no. Right. It's like whole, I think of these emotions, like tugging, like a little kid tugging on your shirt, right. Wanting you to listen. And if you don't, it just like gets louder and louder and it starts to have this temper tantrum until you can't control it anymore. So when you let that letter from fear, right? You let fear write that letter back to you. That's where magic happens. It's like, oh, whoa, I did not know that that's what your motive was, fear, right? And then you can write fear a letter back. And so you can do this back and forth and back and forth until maybe you two need to negotiate a little bit. Maybe you need to figure it out. Maybe there is some, some old stuff there that you both haven't really dealt with. Like, remember that time back, right? You didn't listen to me or, right? You, you were so, so loud and I couldn't get anything done, right? You can have these, this conversation with fear back and forth, back and forth until you find this common ground where you become aligned. And then you can both go look at each other and be like, yo, let's go conquer the world together, my friend, right? And you can say, hey, fear, like, I'm going to listen to you when things look real bad, right? Like, you can talk to me if this is a life or death situation, but 
I'm ready to go do this thing. I'm ready to go for that job or opportunity. I'm ready to go to change my path completely. I'm ready to leave this relationship that's no longer serving me, that feels toxic. I'm ready to make big leaps in my life. But I need you to stay quiet, but trust that I will listen to you when I need to, when it's really important. I will trust you. I will totally lean into you if it's a life-death situation, right? So you can have this conversation and you can set your boundaries with fear. Oh my gosh, it's life-changing, my friends. So I offer that to you, whatever you're afraid of. So before you write that letter to fear, maybe you need to sit and do a little bit of a meditation and be like, okay, what is the biggest fear I have right now? So in my book, I share a bit of my fear of abandonment. So I had deep abandonment wounds from you know, both of my parents abandoned me in so many different ways. So I saw that being reflected in all my relationships. Like this job opportunity won't be here very long. This um, relationship won't be here very long. So I was like giving it the death grip of things because fear was like, they're not going to be here for you, Phoebe. Oh my gosh, you better like, you better do something about it. You better control the situation, right? So I had such a deep fear of abandonment. It was ruling my life. Do you have something like that? Or maybe you have a fear of of gifts. So this is what I also talk about is fear of gifts. I fear that I'm rather an intuitive person and I always have been and I believe all of us as children as babies we're very intuitive. We're picking up energies all around, right? We're very we're sponges. We can feel everything. But then over time, we become conditioned to not feel so much because it can be a bit overwhelming. So I share a bit of my story of being intuitive um, and feeling it was a curse, feeling like even what you might even call psychic, like having these psychic abilities of feeling when bad things were going to happen and then they happened. And I didn't do anything to stop them or control them. And I felt that, oh my God, I think I thought this and created this. And so it was a curse. And so I talk a little bit about how I shifted that feeling of the fear of this curse to embracing it as a gift. And I think that a lot of us unconsciously have that too, right? We have these gifts. We're born with these beautiful gifts of tapping into the unseen world of tapping into something that's so much bigger and more beyond this reality that it becomes a bit scary, right? Because it's not so tangible. It's unseen. It's unheard. It's not quite felt. Like we can feel it. We can sense it. But it's not like something we can pick up and hold and go, this is fact. This is true. So what I feel is that a lot of us just start to shut down these gifts because it's just too overwhelming. This can be scary at times. And so I talk a bit about that. And, and so these are just some maybe seeds for you to sit with when you start to write your letter to fear. Are you mad at fear for cutting you off from opportunities right? because you weren't feeling aligned with it? Are you fear of losing that thing if you do get it, right? The fear of abandonment. Are you fear of, of the bigness of life? and how you can sense it and feel it all. 
Right. So these are just some seeds that you can sit with when you start to write your letter to fear. So yeah, that's our little deep dive into fear today. I would love to know, write, write me a message. You can always find me at thenomadcollective.org. I would love to know what kind of fear are you sitting with these days? I mean, there's so much to fear. And, you know, Coco and I talked more about the external factors last week, um, you know, like media and social media and, and all these things that kind of make you feel like you should be doing X, Y, and Z, right? The societal fears, right? How life is built around so you fear, you know, to fit in or fear of missing out or, fear of going outside your house, right? Because who knows what's out there, right? But so we talked more about the externals last week, and now we're talking a little bit more of that internal, that internal um, conversation, right? That fear has that's happening internally about the things that you want to do. So lots of ways, lots of perspectives on fear. And so I hope this is of service to you. And as I invite you again to share with me, send me a message, like what kind of fear are you sitting with? Is it more of this external, like, I can't watch the news anymore. I can't go onto social media. I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel like the world is about to end. Is it, I have this fear of, I really know something's inside of me that wants to be born, but oh my God, what if I fail? Like, I want to know these fears of yours. I want to help you. I want to see you. I want to feel them and, and support you through that. So send me a message. I would love to know. And, and if you do dive into writing a letter with fear, how did that go? How'd that feel in your body to make friends with fear? Or maybe you got angry at fear, right? Maybe you haven't quite negotiated that relationship yet, but you're going to sit with it, right? So. Keep playing with fear. Keep dancing with fear. Keep befriending fear. See what's there for you. And again, I invite you to share this. If there's somebody out there that you know is like just frozen, right? It's like in that fight, flight, or freeze mode, right? That's what fear does for us to keep us safe, right? We either go into fight or flight to survive, or we go to freeze, where we just sort of like don't do anything, right? So if you know a friend out there who needs a little loving hug and a nudge, share this podcast with them. Invite them to write a letter to fear. See how that feels for them. And as I said before, you can become a part of Nomad in so many ways. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have so many amazing offerings at Nomad. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to serve our world and make sure that you don't, you don't lose out in what, what is here for you now. So we have so many practices, resources, opportunities, experiences for you to fully embody yourself, fully feel everything and be everything that you came here, your soul called you here to do. That is what we offer at the Nomad Collective and here at The Space In Between. So please, please go visit thenomadcollective.org. I would love to connect with you in more of like a person setting. So I'm not just talking at you through this podcast, but we can have an, a co-creative dialogue, right? So that's all I have to share with you here today, my friends. I look forward to connecting with you more. 
next week we will be back. I believe we will be with um, with Leah. We're going to dance around in grief, <laughs> grief and gratitude, and see how that plays out. So, as always, it's a joy being with you all, and have such a beautiful, beautiful day. <laughs>